head-heart connection has been the message of this series. And what scientists are finally ready to say is something spirituality has known many, many years. That there's a connection between the head and the heart. There's actually neurons in the heart. So to say something is heartfelt is a reality we experience. The head and the heart are connected by neurons. And what the head and the heart can do together is create relationships with one another. Three weeks ago, we began, and we had to answer the question that Jesus puts to each one of us individually. So he says, Nicholas, who do you say I am? Not just here in my head, but here in my heart as well, because of the essential connection between the two. So in my head, I'd say, well, Jesus is a prophet, he's a teacher, uh, he's a rabbi, and I'm working on him becoming my Lord. And that takes time, and that's a journey of faith, to call Jesus your Lord. That's why he asks, who do you say I am? But if he's not your Lord, or you're not on that path to having him be your Lord, then he's either a liar or a lunatic. And this journey is something we're all on. Two weeks ago, we talked about the choice between service and selfishness. Those aren't abstract ideas. Once again, you go to the head and heart and see what the connection is. So if I know someone's in need and I can serve them, it's my heart that has to connect to this understanding for me to be there for others. It's my heart that has to open and the connection between the two established if I'm to do something in caring for or loving or forgiving another person. This week, the connection and our longing will be to belong. So the message series, Head and Heart, and how do we belong? And what does it mean to belong to nativity? Or what does it mean to belong to a small group? Now, if you look at the word belong or belonging, it's really two words. It's a composite word. And it's made up, obviously, of the words be and longing. And so what we're talking about is that there's a longing we all have. I mean, it's why you're here. It's why you receive the sacraments. It's why you pray. It's why you associate with others who have faith, because you have a longing that only faith can fill. And this has, has to be a place. There has to be a place for you for that longing to exist, to flourish, to grow, to deepen. So let's talk a little bit about longings. Uh, the longing we have is kind of like an appetite. So we're conceived, we grow in our mother's womb, and out we come. And God wants us, to, in some way, to love him back. So he sends us out there with a longing, like an appetite, that we may know how to come back, and come back freely through our free choices in loving and relating to God. So longing is kind of like an appetite the way hunger is. You have the appetite of hunger, so you eat. You have the appetite of thirst, so you drink. You have the, you, your body becomes tired, so you sleep. These are not accidents. These are ways to thrive and grow physiologically. Well, the longing for God is the same kind of a thing. It's analogous. And the fact that you're here and want to hear a message, or you're online and you want to participate, that's satisfying that longing. Just a little bit about my own longing. In 2010, 
Uh, I was a pastor, had been the pastor 15 years at Our Lady of Grace in Parkton, just up York Road. And I left the active ministry as pastor to become a, a retreat uh, director, to give retreats, days of recollection, parish missions. I thought then that I was responding to a longing that I knew about, and I was ready to open my heart to a new kind of way of ministering to others. And so then Cardinal O'Brien granted me the request, although he did remind me that he had two other parishes if I wanted to take them. And I said, Eminence, you're not getting the point. I mean, I, I'm longing to do this. He said, okay, go with my blessing. And so I did. And so I did. But more about my journey and my longing in a moment. I want to unravel a little bit of the mystery of what your longing and my longing is about. And it's about head heart, and relating relationships with others. So to uncover the mystery, we're going to be looking at that first reading and the second chapter of Genesis. It says, in chapter uh, 2.15, it says, the Lord God then took the man, uh, so the man's already created, and settled him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and care for it. Well, so God is good. God creates a good person, puts that person in a good place, provides him with food and all he needs. Now, he probably couldn't get a latte anywhere, but uh, Starbucks hadn't been created yet. So anyway, so the point is that God places the man in a, an extremely great situation and gives him a job to do. So he settled, God is good, work is good, and Adam's given a commission. All seems good, except the next verse. Something happens. Then the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. Well, <laughs> so God notices this guy's prowling around, taking care of the earth, and God says, it's not good for him to be alone. I'll make a suitable helpmate a helpmate that's suitable for him. Now, those are carefully chosen words. A helpmate, stand at his side, who's suitable, like him in such in some way. So that's kind of what God has in mind. That's God's plan. And so this is the first time, by the way, we hear God using the words not good. So while everything that's created looks good and seems to be going well, it's not good. And God declares even his own creation, it needs more, and it needs a helpmate. It needs somebody that he can relate to. And then God comes up with an idea. I know how I'll fix this aloneness, says God. And what he does is he forms out of the ground various animal, wild animals and birds. And then he takes them and he says, I'll run them past Adam, and Adam, Adam will name each one. So here they come. Giraffes, says animal. They leave. Next group. Hippopotami, says Adam. They leave. On and on and all. All the animals, all the birds of the air, pheasants, robins, bluebirds, all, vultures, all of them, Adam names. Now, it's very important to know First, that Adam's trying to fill a need because he feels alone. And God is giving him animals to name. 
Now, you, you know, naming something is an extraordinary experience. When you have a newborn child, you search for the right name. And whatever it is you use, you know, whatever standards you search for, once you give that child a name, the relationship now is kind of can grow in a different way, with a different quality. That's what naming does. And that's why God asks Adam to name the animals. But none of them are suitable. Don't you think God would know that? So you want, why are you doing this? You know he's not gonna, none of them are gonna be suitable. He needs something like himself. Well, the issue is this. God's doing this because he's trying to create in Adam the desire for all those things that don't fulfill his longing. And then we read in Scripture what God does. No suitable helper. We know that very well. So God cast a deep sleep on the man. So he's sleeping. Sound effects in mind, by the way. So he's sleeping. God opens up his chest, takes out, takes out a rib, sews back the chest, and then out of this rib he creates a, I should say, a woman, <laughs> Eve. And then he closes up the place with flesh. Then he took it to Adam. Now, Adam's gonna had all these animals, none of which served as suitable partners, and here's this woman named Eve. He names what it is he's experiencing. This one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. He's got it because the partner, the helpmate is suitable where none of the animals were. Now, you just wonder, so his head is opened up in terms of understanding. His heart now can open up wide, and he can relate to Eve. And you know, this idea of relating to somebody, knowing and loving, is something we see actually in the Trinity. It's almost as if God the Father said, it's not good for me, God, to be alone, because we believe there's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And these aren't three statues at the Vatican. These are living, breathing, animated, energized persons in the Godhead. So it's Father loving Son, Son loving Father, Father and Son loving the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. So you got to see it like a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, and that's exactly what's going on. So just as there's a suitable partner for Adam, there's a suitable partner even in the Godhead. Now, let's pick up the story again. What's going on here is a movement from head and heart connecting because of the neurons, and then that heart opening up to the need for a suitable partner, that is, a need for relationships. And that's what it means, that, that, that Adam is so excited about what he's found. Now to get back to my story. So here I'm wandering around, not naming the animals, but certainly I'm wandering around knowing this longing I have, and I'm trying to find something that's suitable for my longing. Now, you'd think I'm doing God's work. I'm preaching, I'm teaching, I'm loving, I'm relating, but I'm alone. On a weekend, there's a retreat for couples, and they're gone, and I'm alone. A five-day, seven-day retreat, great interactions, great relating. They go home, and I'm alone. 
or day of recollection, same thing. After the day's over, they're gone, and I'm alone. And so my journey was to find someplace I can belong, someplace my longing could be. And one day, I walk into nativity. Now, I was ready, by the way, this sounds strange, but I was ready to be a Catholic priest on Sunday and, you know, celebrate Mass somewhere. But I really wanted a community. I wanted a suitable place to grow, to flourish, to belong. And I was ready to say Mass on Sunday, Catholic Mass, but then to be a part of another Christian community, whatever its denomination, if I could find, if I could find a family to love and to be loved by. So that was my journey. So I walk into Nativity, and I see all this. This is uh, 2015. I see all this. I go, is this a Catholic church? And I'm wondering, well, I said, well, I know Father White, so he's, I know he's still a priest, and that's got to be Mass. So I was assured. But I, it was just awesome. It was just awesome. So, you know, I left dazed. I came back the next week. But I had that same experience that Adam had, like, whoa, at last I found a home, a place to belong. So the next week I came back, went to the Next Steps kiosk, and signed up for a small group. And my life began to change. A priest of 50 years, growing like a kid who's just fallen in love. And that's, that's the story. Now, you know, I blame Father Michael White and Tom Corcoran and the Holy Spirit for this. I mean, I was just longing and trying to name all the things in my life that would satisfy it, and there was nothing. And suddenly, there was. So that, that, that's the story of my presence here. What we're trying to say by this formula, now, this is, a, this is not a definition. A definition gives you the essential uh, elements of what you're defining. This is more a formula. You take this plus this, and you get that. Now, is that good enough? Well, I don't know. So kind of think of it as flour and eggs and yeast, and you get a cake. Is the cake enough? Well, it is, but I'd rather have seven layers with chocolate frosting over the whole thing. So, so that's kind of what I'm trying to get across here, that the head and the heart relating open you up to love. You love in relationships, and then that, those relationships find a community in which the longing thrives. But I'm saying that's not enough. That's not enough. So here you come on Sunday, and we have the sacred meal, the sacred message, the sacred music, and the sacred ministers, one and all. And we have this energizing, life-giving, thriving community. And then it's over, and we go home. And then we come back the next Sunday to get recharged. But what I'm saying is this, that if you're in a small group, a small group will take you deeper into the Sunday experience. And that's kind of an important thing. To use the analogy, it's the icing on the cake. Our parish is made up of about 1,400 people in small groups. 1,400 people in small groups. We see how the Sunday experience kind of gets deepened during the week. So if I'm here on Sunday, this is the source of my life. My small group brings it deeper, and then I come out of that on the next Sunday to celebrate as the summit. So it's the source. This is Vatican II, by the way. The Mass is the source and the summit. The small group takes us deeper and prepares us for the celebration. 
So that's kind of what we're talking about this weekend. Going deeper, this formula works. This formula works. Let me just mention, uh, the, uh, just in the last year, one of my groups, gals going into uh, cancer therapy treatment, and uh, she says, I'm gonna leave the group, I just, no, I'm not gonna feel well, so off she goes. So we contacted her, brought her back, laid hands on her, prayed with her every week. She came every week throughout the, uh, the, uh, the therapy. And she never regretted it for a minute to have this group of loving 12 people around her. And then there was the young man who was politically venting uh, in one of my small groups uh, over the election. And at that time, we had the message series, United We Stand. And what we were able to do in the group was get below the fray and get to the deeper level of our life and our brotherhood in Jesus Christ. And because everyone of us believe in Jesus as our Savior, we were able to go deeper than the political uh, division at the top. And so we were able to come out of that growing closer as a group and uh, leaving with a, a great deal of respect and uh, for, for diversity and different points of view. And then finally, the other testimony, last Thanksgiving, one of our members was alone because his family and friends, he had none in the area, and he was going to eat alone for Thanksgiving. And one of the other guys said, I want you to be a part of my family this Thanksgiving. And they wined him and dined him, and he came home, came back, with a very f memorable experience of, the, of Thanksgiving. So whether if you've been in a small group and it didn't fit or didn't work, it's time to think again. If uh, you never thought of it, uh, we're trying to get you to think about it this week because it is that last step that takes you deeper and helps connect one mass, uh, one Sunday to another mass. Those of you who are already in groups, because there's 1,400 of you out there somewhere, I would invite you to commit yourself to sharing with others in the group that you may not relate to very well. That would enhance the group as well. Or take the weekly questions we get every week to go deeper with the questions and be more vulnerable or more humble. Or one thing I do is always take the scripture passage and use it for my prayer during the week. And next week, I can come back and say, this is what that scripture passage meant to me. I'm not only being enriched, but I'm now enriching those in my group. So what I would challenge you or invite you to do is to, right after this Mass, to walk out if you're here at the Ridgely campus and sign up. All the groups are represented, the different kinds of uh, groups we have. Uh, for those who want to uh, text uh, who are not here in person, just text the word group to 410-216-5534. There's no one in front of the four. So, whoops. So, it's 410-216-5534. And just in conclusion, uh, I, I believe you don't have enough resources to meet the demands of your life. That you need, you need things of the spirit. You need to grow in your faith to combat sickness, help, disappointment, all the rest of the things that, that religion and faith are so important 
for. And also, you need to have a safe place where you can be yourself and share your longing with others. So nativity groups is that place. It's not only a place where your longing can be satisfied, but it's a place where your longing will flourish. Bad news? The bad news is you can't be successful on your own. There are too many areas in your life to cover, and your faith needs nurturing. The good news, you don't have to do it alone. There's a small group actually created by God that's a suitable partner for you to go deeper. We invite you to do that today.